Welcome to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle, where we invite you to dare to dream and embrace adventure. I'm your host, Kim Peek, and together with my friends, we'll help you discover new horizons and push the limits of what's possible. In season one, I'm gearing up for my biggest challenge yet, the MR340, a grueling 340-mile paddle race along the Missouri River. But before I embark on this epic journey, I'm going to need to learn everything about the world of paddling. Learn along with me so you can find your own epic adventure on the water. Welcome back to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle. My name is Kim Peek, and I'm so glad you're here. As a new paddler, I've had a lot to learn. I just looked back through my calendar because I wanted to know, how long have I really been paddling? I've been paddling a total of 11 weeks. Sometimes I feel very much like a newbie, but this has also been so intense. So at the same time, it also feels like I've been paddling a lot longer than just two and a half months. My strategy as a newbie has been to get into the water as many days as possible, to take lessons, to listen to feedback, and to keep working to improve my paddle stroke, knowing that if I just focus on the basics, time paddling, improve skills, rest, recovery, I am going to improve over time. That means I'm also able to join in many of the Paddle KC events that are more casual or that are at a slower pace and still get some sort of a training benefit from them. For the summer solstice, the Alzheimer's Association hosts something called the longest day. Here's what the Alzheimer's Association has to say about the longest day. The longest day is the day with the most light, the summer solstice. On June 21st, thousands of participants from across the world come together to fight the darkness of Alzheimer's through an activity of their choice. Together, they use their creativity and passion to raise funds and awareness for the care, support, and research efforts of the Alzheimer's Association. So Paddle KC planned sunrise and sunset paddles on June 21st, the day with the most sunlight. We needed to have boats on the water on the 21st at 5 a.m., so that we could be ready to see the sunrise. So rather than driving in early in the morning, a group of us planned to camp at the lake the night before. And since we were already going to be there anyway, we decided to get in a loop around the lake, which usually takes us three to three and a half hours. So we did that. And after we paddled, we loaded our boats back up onto our vehicles and headed up the short little hill to the campground to set up before dark. The parking at the campsite did not allow me to pull through or to use any of my typical tricks for avoiding backing the trailer. I still cannot back that trailer. So with guidance, I backed the trailer in myself and I still don't really get when to turn the steering wheel and in what direction, but my friend talked me through it and I successfully parked. And I was so glad he did that because I had just planned to take the trailer off and park it beside my vehicle, and then reattach it in the morning when we got ready to go back down to the lake. And that would have been very problematic because at 4.25 a.m., it was pitch black, and attaching a trailer in the dark would have been a huge mess. So we got the trailer backed in to the campsite, and after we got the vehicle situated, we set up tents with the little daylight that we had left. Then I grabbed my camp stove and pulled a casserole out of the cooler to heat up. While we waited, we had salsa and chips to snack on, 
and opened a few Mike's Hard Lemonades and Cayman Jack's Margaritas. And I think there was also maybe a grapefruit drink that somebody poured vodka in. All very, very tasty. After we ate, we prepared the lights for the longest day paddles. Christy brought purple lights that each paddler could attach to their boats. Purple is the color for the Alzheimer's Association. We added a sticky tape. I think she called it monster tape. It was a thick double-sided tape that would stick to the boats. And then she added lights to the event signs so people who didn't camp with us would be able to find the turn at the put-in location in the dark in the morning, which was super helpful because, man, was it dark down there. We were in bed by about 11.30, and then we got up again at 4.25 to drive down the hill to the kayak put-in. And she got the event sign placed, and then we started unloading our boats so that we would be ready to quickly help the others who were coming in from other parts of town get into the water. And that's another thing I love about our club and being part of a club is that everyone is helpful. People helped carry and unload boats without even being asked. And I just love the teamwork that we see at every event. You don't ever have to show up at an event and feel like you have to beg for help. People see you. They ask if you need help. It's always easier to carry boats if you have somebody on the other end, one person on each end. So that just makes it easier, and I really appreciate that aspect of being part of a club. We got all the boats decorated with the purple lights and made sure everybody had the required red and green on the front and the white safety light on the back for boating in the dark. At some of our area parks, we only have to have the white light in the back But at this particular one, you also are supposed to have a red and green in the front. And then we took off and it was a leisurely paddle and we saw so many deer. There was one right across from our campsite right before we went to bed the night before. Lots of geese, lots of ducks, lots of geese and ducks hanging out on the water together and lots of blue heron throughout the morning also. Overall, paddling time was about three hours And we were off the water and loaded in time for people to get to work, which is another thing I love about living where I do is that we have options in nearly every part of the city for early morning paddling or paddling at really any time of day. My daughter who goes to college in Boulder can get up before school and ski as kids who live in Colorado do and still be on time for class. And I really love just cities in general where life revolves around an active lifestyle all year round. And I think that in Kansas City, life isn't really geared toward outdoor adventures and being outside hiking and camping and biking year round. But I think that if we choose to, we do have a lot of options here in Kansas City. As one of my friends always reminds me, it's not that the weather is too cold. It is making the right choice of clothing so that you can be outside and enjoy your activities, which I think in places like Colorado and the Pacific Northwest, they do a really great job of because they have great activities. And if you want to enjoy those year round, you just have to dress right. So after paddling, the campers went back to the campsite to pack up our tents and eat our breakfast. I wasn't really feeling like getting up my camp stove again. So I decided I'd eat breakfast at home, and I had a ton of fun learning how to camp cook and learning how to plan out my meals. And so I had made a casserole for dinner the night before that I would just heat up, and then for breakfast I had a hash brown pork, egg, and cheese casserole, but decided I would just wait to eat it at home since we were all heading out. 
And it's a good thing that that's what I decided to do because when I got home, I realized the ice from my cooler had filled the container that my casserole was in. So I'm still learning this camp cooking thing and especially seem to battle the ice in the water in the cooler, trying to figure out how to make it not seep into my baggies and containers or run out of ice too quickly on the longer trips. After I got home, I threw all my gear into my garage to dry out. And as I put things away, I started organizing for my next training trip, which is coming up and it will be a kayak camping trip on the Missouri River. I have not yet camped straight out of my kayak without having a car there. And so this will be a little bit different. It's going to be two days of paddling and one night of camping. And usually when I camp, I have my entire Jeep filled with the tubs that I keep my sleeping bag, mattress, tent, and camp cooking supplies in. So this will be a whole new experience for me. Since it is a training trip, we won't get too fancy with the food, and we're going to try to keep the foods closer to what we will eat during the race, including trying out Tailwind, which I will use for my electrolytes and and for some additional calories. And then also I will be using Hammer Perpetuum for the carbs-protein fat mixture. And what I will do on the race is I will have two bladders, one full of each of those drinks. I will have those behind my seat and then the hydration tubes fed behind me and stuck on each side of my life vest. So that all I have to do is turn my head and get a sip, which will make it a lot easier to drink throughout the race. But the longest day was not over after our morning paddle. Paddle Casey had one event left, which was a sunset paddle at a park in Kansas. And if you don't know, the Kansas City Metro is both in Kansas and Missouri. So our morning event was in Missouri and the evening event was in Kansas, trying to give people in all parts of our city opportunities to participate. For the evening paddle, we got to the park and got our boats in a little early to avoid the congestion at the ramp. The hump day 5K that I talked about in a previous episode was just ending as our event was starting. So there were a lot of people in kayaks and canoes, surf skis and sups out there on the water. The Paddle KC founder, Christy, was getting people checked in and was handing out lights for the boats. I was chatting with my friend, Anne. When I got a call from Christy, and somehow she had slipped past us and she was out on the lake setting up buoys for a game that we were going to play later, and she needed help. So Anne and I paddled off to the other side of the lake to help her drop buoys, attach purple lights, and add a paper with a riddle on each buoy. And they were kind of more like trivia questions about different lakes and rivers in the Kansas City area, which was kind of fun to learn some of the cool trivia. But did you know that they sell waterproof paper? Christy sometimes prints out details about landmarks and mile markers to look for on our river excursions, which is also nice because you can set it on your deck and it doesn't get ruined and fall apart when it gets wet. So she printed our riddles on this paper and we attached those to the buoys. And by the time we finished getting all of that set up, everybody was on the water. We paddled down to the dam and into a cove where Christy talked about the club handed out our longest day stickers, and then everyone started taking pictures of the sunset. I love sunrises and sunsets, so this was such a fun day for me. Watching the sunrise is a magical experience. Witnessing the sky come alive with vibrant colors and the world awakening just fills me with awe and gratitude. It's as if nature is putting on a breathtaking show 
just for those of us who got out of bed early enough to watch. Sunrises and sunsets with the fiery hues of the sky mirrored on the water are always a reminder of the beauty that exists in the simplest of moments. I hope this summer you're taking time to notice the beauty and take joy in the simple things. In the next episode, I'll tell you about my first moonlight paddle on the Missouri River, which is another of my training activities leading up to the MR340. Wherever life takes you this season, make it an epic adventure. There will never be a better time than now to discover what you're truly capable of. So go ahead, take that first step, even if it feels scary. Do it anyway. Thank you for listening to the Palace Sports Lifestyle. If you enjoyed this show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review. See you on the water.